I find it very easy to be in the same heartbeat as, um, uh, as Christine because I think what we're trying to do in Uganda is very similar to what uh, Christine's trying to do with Safara. And having taken students to South Africa for uh, 10 years, doing similar things to, I guess, uh, some similar things in the challenge to students that, that Christine's doing. So um, I'd asked Christine, I said maybe I would do two or three students from uh, Onelaku and that she would do the two or three and she kept very well um, to her script in that. But uh, over the course of the week, um, life passes you by a little. So I want to show something that Caitlin put together because what I want to do for four minutes and then I'm going to be short because um, this is not going to be a long service. I have not, nothing written down here in notes. So uh, now that could be good or that could be bad. But anyway, um, I, uh, I want to show you um, I want to take you to Onelaku. Um, you've been before, many of you, but I want you to feel the vibrancy. I want you to feel the, um, the sense of it. And um, we don't need Amazon music. Um, and just get a feel for where we will be. We hope to be traveling up to uh, Onelaku in Arua this day next week. Um, and then coming back down to meet the team who will be going up to Onelaki about the 4th of July, I think, is the day we travel up. So this is where we're going. These are the people that we're going to meet. Your love is like radiant diamonds bursting inside us. We cannot your love will surely come find us like blazing wildfire singing your name God
Only like you, primary school. Um, about 2009, their uh, then minister, you saw his grave actually in a photograph of Bishop Isaac uh, during uh, Caitlin's video. And um, he decided one morning as the children were up at the front, what can I do for these children? And uh, he said that God said to him, start a school. Because you have to do that. When you get to a certain age, or we got to a certain age, mum put us in Graysell Primary School, and your name was put down, and that's where you went, and nobody thought about it. But if you need to go to school in Uganda, or, or even in India, well, you might have to start a school for your children. And so he started a school, and uh, we started and <clears throat> built a kind of a, uh, a couple of rooms that are still there, but um, we may try to replace those, but that's for another talk in September. And, um, and basically in the middle of all this, um, we were trying to think about what we would do with tithing of our new halls. And Bishop Isaac's dream of a school through fields of life and uh, our halls and the dream of doing something somewhere in the world for other children um, got us this partnership connection. And so in the 2nd of July, um, there will be 21 people from Fitzroy joining Janice, Jasmine and I as they travel out to uh, Kampala and then we drive a long way up to Onialaku. What are we going to be doing very quickly and then I want to draw a couple of things out for all of us going away from this passage in Philippians. Uh, We're going to be doing various things. We're going to be doing Christianity Explored. Um, We're going to be doing some teaching of English with with, uh, the pupils. We're going to be doing sports. Did you see Jude Hullohan there trying to teach them how to play cricket, importing cricket into And you might think we just take any cricketer, but we took a cricketer who a year later won the Ulster Schools Cup cricket on Friday night. Jude Houlihan, what a boy. And I thought, you can't cheer Methody because they always win it. They've never won it before. Who thought that? Jude Houlihan, our cricket teacher in Onialak, who helps Methody win the Schools Cup. It seems like a good headline to me. We'll be doing crafts with them, that knitting that goes on and on because they're so enthusiastic about knitting. I live in a room full of wool that thankfully has now been put into suitcases um, that were all put together in the new room yesterday. Thank you very much for all the stuff. We're doing an I Am Girl program, which I think would be very much in keeping with a lot of what Christine does in India. Um, it's sexual health education, trying to get these girls to believe in who they are. Um, a little bit different maybe in Uganda, but last year we reported back that one of our girls is like fifth or sixth in the family. She's a girl at the end of the, the line, so they've sent all the boys to high school, but they don't have money to send, they'll not send the girl. So we're trying to do things that might change those scenarios. We're hoping that with your money, there will be a washroom finished, although... Goodness me, it's going to be a bit, they're working on it now to get it finished. Um, so we thought it would be good if George could open a girls' washroom in Uganda. I think that would be the highlight of my summer if George Mullen opened a girls' washroom in Uganda. But again, that's so as the girls can get to school, can get to school all the time, can keep their education going and give themselves an opportunity for something else. <clears throat> Michael has got through Biblica. Dear Theo, which is a wonderful new version of um, the Gospel according to Luke and the Acts of the Apostles put together almost as a storybook with uh, drawings and illustrations pitched at kind of P5 to P7. 
So we will, we've got uh, some of those have arrived up there, I hope, already. And we will be in the mornings doing a children's club with all um, uh, the kids in the school. And we will be using Dear Theo. And then um, we hope that uh, over time, as the kids get to near the end of school, they will all get a Dear Theo um, to take home with them, etc., etc. And uh, Peter will be doing guitar lessons. And then other things will happen uh, that we haven't even planned for at this moment in time. All kinds of different things that we will be doing. And just before uh, the last meeting uh, the team had, I thought it would be good to read Philippians 4, because whether you're going to uh, South America, or whether you're going to um, India, or whether you're going to Uganda, or wherever else you're going to, some of these, um, and I did Portrush Sism for eight years, and let me tell you, it can be as hardcore as Uganda uh, at different times. Um, uh, there's things that are good for us to keep in mind from what Paul's been sharing in Philippians 4. Uh, the first thing I think is before we go, speak to yourself, preacher. Preach to yourself. It says here, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. There's uh, now 25 and a half hours to go. So uh, anxious, not us. Um, so, But that's the thing, not to be over anxious about everything. Um, to be in God's peace that we will sing again before the service ends, to put ourselves in the position that when we're falling off the back of this boat, that we're falling into the water, yes, we're falling into the new adventure, yes, but we're falling into the arms of a loving God who goes before us and goes behind us and is with us and wants to use us. So as we get towards that going, I know because we're a day away, there's many anxieties. We're not ready to go. Oh, what happens if? What will it be like? Will the plane be there in time? Have I taken my malaria? Which just reminded me I didn't this morning. So, um, so all those things that you're concerned and worried about, let's give them to God who tells us to put our trust in him. And then when we get there, um, and this is maybe harder than the anxiety for me. Um, I don't know whether you know, but last year we went to a Catholic retreat center and uh, it was new for us. And the first night we got there, it was a, a bit chaotic because six priests had been there doing a retreat and drove off with six of the keys for our rooms. And there was a wee bit of madness going on all around. Do not be anxious about anything, though. They got it sorted out in the end. But then I tried to get some water in our, would we call it an ensuite? I'm, I'm not sure we would call it an ensuite, but uh, uh, there was certainly a toilet beside the bedroom. Um, no water, no water. And uh, Michael and Gillian got the best of through the wall my anxiety and my not being content in any and every situation I was in. Just for that evening and the next morning when there was no water and I was trying to find water to fill the cistern to flush the toilet, I was not content in any situation I was in. And Janice went and said to them, we had no water this morning. And they said, you had no hot water. And Janice said, no, no, we had no water this morning. There was no hot water. No, there was no water. And they flicked the switch and, of course, the water came on. And I was then rather more content as the week went. But at those moments when things go wrong, on whether it's a team that you're on in Northern Ireland, whether it's traveling to wherever you're traveling to, it's good to get into a situation before you go to get yourself ready for that. And listen to what Paul got to say in his life. He got used to being content in every situation, whether he had a lot or whether he had nothing. Now, here's the thing. Many of the people we go to have nothing, will have nothing while we're there, and will have nothing after we leave. We're the ones with the luxury of being content in plenty. 
So it's good for us just for a time to be content unless. Paul has a thing he does. Now, I haven't done it yet, but we have a week before the team or two weeks before the team goes out. When Paul's taking teams, he gives every member of the team an elastic band to put round your wrist. And when something is going wrong and the water's not working in your own suite, he says, ping the elastic band and give yourself a little sting in the arm and come to terms with it. He has another phrase that we used all of last trip. Suck it up, princess. Suck it up, princess. And maybe for some, the highlight of the trip was while we were on the Nile cruise, I believe, Janice turning to your minister and saying, suck it up, princess. I think that was a moment the rest of the team thoroughly enjoyed. But making sure that when we're in those situations, that we learn to be content, because for us, we're only in it for a small time. Some of the people that we're going to live in this constantly, and they will show you contentedness, and they will show you joy. There is a challenge to me when I'm with them, which takes me to my last point. When we go further on in Philippians 4 into verses 15 and 16, we find that Paul is actually thanking the Philippian church for what they have done for him, a missionary to them. There's real sense of partnership in Philippians chapter 4. There's a real sense that he comes as a missionary to them, but they are in partnership in mission for him and to him. And can I suggest that as we go, we keep that in mind. My first day, I'm thinking as I was trying to recall this in the pew, that I think it was actually the 12th of July, no kidding, uh, 2000. And I'd taken a team of only 13. It was the smallest team I'd probably ever taken to Cape Town. We were on the Cape Flats, and the Cape Flats go on for miles, and there's not a white person for miles, and there we were. And I remember standing as we got off the bus saying, Lord, why on earth did I bring these students here? This is the stupidest decision I've ever made in my life. And then within minutes, I met Jesus in the township, in the lives of all these other people. I discovered that God was there before me, and that actually... I had things to learn through them as much as I could give to them. And it was a life-changing moment. 18 years later, and we're taking people again. When we go in these teams, let us see it as two things. We're going on mission. I had that wonderful privilege last year. We all had of the, the Fields of Life guys coming to tell us about their stories. Josephine, who... Uh, has eight children in her house at home. Not her children, people she's met under a bridge. Children that she's found under a bridge and she's taken home and she's putting through school. She's just in her late 20s. But she has eight children in her house on triple bunk beds in a very small house because I went there in January because Trevor Stevenson went and started schools and people like us sponsored children through schools and in doing that we transformed their lives. And when you transform the life of someone somewhere else, you find that very quickly they want to transform other lives. Very many of them. And so Josephine was mission. Josephine was transformed and changed by the mission of Fades of Life. But now she's doing mission. Or Levixen, that singer I tell you about, who still lives in the township, even though he's all over TV and radio in Uganda. Got to stay with my people, Steve. I've got to stay with my people. Because he wants to serve them. 
He had no clues on when he walked into the school playground to play football. None. And yet somebody sponsored him. And now his life's been transformed because of the mission of Fiends of Life. Yeah, we go and we go to try and change those girls' lives that Christine has been talking about. We go to try and tell them that they are precious and they are loved by God. We go to try and tell them the good news. We go to try and tell them that their lives can be something different than it is and that they can go for it and they can fall off the edge of the boat into a new adventure. That's the mission part of it. But there's another part of it, and this is what I'm really excited about. I'm going on retreat. Yeah, I'm going to do mission, but I'm going on retreat. I'm going to go to a place where that, those young people, those children, those teachers are going to minister to me as I try to be missional to them. Because this is mutual. We bring the stuff we can bring. Most of it in suitcases. They don't have any suitcases to bring. But they've got resilience and hopefulness and joy and imagination and so many things in their simple love for God and following of Jesus that is going to transform my life. That's why I go there on sabbatical. Yes, I go to do mission, but I go on retreat as I do mission. And those two things together mean that we're in partnership with Onelakdu Primary School. I believe that this morning, earlier than this, because they're two hours ahead of us, Pastor David was probably praying for every member of our team because he needs to get their names. Now, he needs to get their names because he can tell the local authorities these Mazungos are coming in and these, this is who they are. But he also wants to know the names because he's praying for us as we're praying for him because Onelakdu and Fitzroy is a bit like Clonard and Fitzroy. It's a partnership, a mutual partnership, where we give and we take, where we serve and we're served, where we teach and we learn. And can I thank so many of you for all that you've given to these children. There's 200 more children in the school when we arrive next Sunday than there was last year. 200 more children. The school's expanding The school's doing really well, but there's an awful lot of stuff needs to be done in that school. And I thank you for every ball of wool, for every needle, I mean knitting needle, for every uh, game, for every piece of Lego, for every check, for every piece of money that you have given for these children. Because our hope is that these children, by the time we finish, will know that God really loves them as they are, precious loved by him, not just talked about, but demonstrated and that while we were broken and all of the things that it says, sinners, Christ Jesus died for them. And in the midst of it all, I guarantee whether you're going to South America or whether you're going to India or whether you're going to Sism, that if you listen in while you serve, you'll find out, you'll find out that God loves you even more than maybe you thought he did. And maybe you'll learn not to be as anxious as I am at this moment in time. And maybe you'll learn not to be as uppity and more content in every situation when the water doesn't work in the ensuite. As we serve and we tell people of God's love, I think as we fall into that water, as we fall into that new adventure of a sea of mission, we fall into a sea of learning about God and ourselves that is priceless. So let's all go. And let's all come back. And in September, we will tell you all about it.